for me, ethics in the organisation, whether you're from a sessional worker right through to a chief executive, it's it's what makes you as a person, it's what makes you as part of the organisation. It's important for service user protection, it's important for staff protection and development, and it's about your way you work in your practice. I know that in the past um, I've had comments from previous managers who said I'm a highly ethical person because I really struggle with poor practice, bad practice and dangerous practice. I have no qualms about confronting people if I think their behaviour is unethical, is discriminatory um, and, and, and challenging people appropriately um, and young people and service users and ask them why they think that and what about, you know, questioning them and, and giving them an opportunity to think. My first value, I guess, is to be part of delivering a service which offers the best possible care to service users. And that can mean uh, a range of things, the best possible treatments, but also the best possible care and that's slightly different. Um, it's the quality of the interactions with service providers, with nurses, with doctors. So I suppose my key value really is the, the quality of the relationship between, say, the practitioner and the patient or the service user. We have a moral obligation because we're supporting people and individuals. We're not supporting um, a piece of wood or a, a toy. Um, it's one human being to another and one individual to another, um, albeit with different abilities and communication skills. Um, but that that immediately, I believe, gives us a moral obligation to, to do the best that we can for the person. Ethics play a massive part in this job. Ethical situations arise all the time. And they're discussed with the whole team. Morals, I don't know. I've got my set of morals. Would I inflict them on everybody else? Probably not. Morals for a leadership role are vital because without morals, you kind of lose um, sight of what, what is right and what is wrong. I think there's a fine line between ethics and morals. And previously, ethics has been considered as almost like etiquette. Um, and it's a similar case with morals. And morals help define your values and give you a sense of, well, is something right or, or wrong? Ethical leadership is absolutely critical because it directs everything from the inward workings of this organisation to the outward work that we do. How ethical are we in actually our practice with care experienced young people? Here's a challenge. Um, we could have a huge public profile 
if we allowed more young people to talk about their personal experiences. Sometimes the more disastrous the story, the more column inches you get. Ethically, we wouldn't do that. It just would be completely wrong in relation to the respect for somebody's life, the respect for their privacy, the respect for their right to come to terms with why they were in care, their whole self-esteem, their thinking of them, because they are more than the experience that they had in their life. And so for me, as a CEO all of the time, managing the outside world and managing the media, it's your ethics and your ethical view that cause you to say no to more opportunities than actually to say yes. I think it's absolutely crucial that managers and leaders understand ethics and are ethical. <laughs> it's one thing to understand ethics in a kind of cognitive, theoretical way. It's another thing to behave in an ethical way. And there are no prescriptions for ethics, or at least no absolute prescriptions. We've got guidelines and, and we have all sorts of ethical um, processes. But in the end, I think keeping all of that in mind, the individual has to make meaning of it for themselves and has to go back to their values and to their central purpose, to the central purpose of the service. And they've got to sort of resonate back and forth between ethical guidelines and this particular circumstance. In the current climate, in terms of leading in a time where, where there's a significant amount of cutbacks. I mean, the government is looking to the NHS to make a, a significant amount of saving over the coming years. It's always a very tricky time frame because you, you're, in essence, being asked to do the same job or a better job with less resources. Um, and there is a conflict. Um, you, you yourself would have to reconcile between that conflict and see whether something is viable or not. And you know, in, in many instances, you'd have to come to some form of a compromise. I mean, in many organisations, there's been a significant amount of redundancies within the NHS. It's a very difficult time for everybody. So as a, a leader, you've got to both um, keep your responsibilities um, to your staff and those whom you lead and your organisation and the wider public um, you know, aligned with, with, with those cuts, do they? Can they all be reconciled? Can they all fit? Is it is it valid to make cuts? Does it compromise on patient care? So I think it's always a, a, a very big challenge, and it's uh, continuing to be so. Well, I believe that um, ethics could lead to disagreeing with an organisation, and and I think then the what happens is that you find yourself in an ethical dilemma. The organisation may be. Uh, asking you to do something that you don't think is ethical, but you also have an ethical allegiance to the organization. So I think you get tensions between different sort of levels or um, you get different ethical values. Um, I think in a case where you absolutely disagree with an organization, and I know this sounds very hard, uh, but I think you have the option to get out. Um, you can try to change things from the inside or you can get out. And that's not always an easy choice for people. They have mortgages to pay, bills to pay, all of that sort of thing. But sometimes that's the only choice that's left.